Do you love human design, but sometimes feel off-put by the gatekeeping and culty vibes? We did too. Here at Human Design Hot Topics, we encourage breaking the human design rules and experimenting for yourself. Take what resonates and leave the rest. We will be sharing the controversial pieces of human design, as well as challenging our guests to spill their guts. Hi, everybody. Hello. Welcome to Hot Topics. We're back. <laughs> again, again, consistently, sort of, for a little while. Yeah, we'll see how long this one flows. We did really good before. Took our little two-week break. and Yeah. There was a holiday in there, so it was even like it fell on a proper time. So I was like, whoa, look at us. <laughs> We're doing so well. Just going um, in the flow of the universe. We're, it's all good. Yeah, yeah. And now we're coming back at you and we're talking about specific stuff that we've been talking about for since Vanessa, really, because yeah. it really like stuck. I feel like it's stuck in both of our minds, but because your first line, it's something that I feel like you've, you're like, yes. Because there's so many yeah. different ways you can go with it. And so, well, and I realized I've been studying this for off and on for a year now, like just really wanting to build that foundation. And then I think talking with Vanessa helped me to have the courage to talk about it more on my own. Cause there's that inherent insecurity of like, well, I don't like, I don't think I have the foundation yet to talk about it. Mm-hmm. So I've just got to put myself out there and start mm-hmm. talking about it and it'll be fine. Yeah. If you're a first line and you don't think you're prepared. It's probably not true. You're lying to yourself. <laughs> You're probably more prepared than most people are. So get over it and just kind of, right? Isn't that kind of the deal with first basically, line? Basically. Just strictly talking about first line. We're not talking about motivation yet, but like first line stuff is, yeah, I, a lot of times when people come to me and I do readings for first line, I was like, you, you're already, you were kind of born prepared, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Because first line is like naturally draws us to investigate more. So we learn stuff without even really trying. Yeah. I know that's the thing to me. People are like, how do you know this? I'm like, I like you don't just pick up on this. I love the way you worded that because that totally makes makes sense to me. Um that learning stuff without trying, yeah, that that would be like a first line thing. So yeah. So you've been studying and th- and like really getting into the very variables for a year dang well that's good because I have not and we're going to talk about them um or in particular we're going to talk about motivation and you Mm -hmm. said something the last time we talked about motivation in people with a lot of openness in their body right was that the deal there was something that you said that motivation is like an important projector specifically oh projector specific okay that's what it was I was like, there's something that I am. (laughs) (laughs) Motivation is important for them, right? Yes, yes. Um, And I feel like this could resonate with anybody who has a lot of openness. But according to Ra, he said that the way that generators have the consistency in their body with the sacral that's always responding to life, the motivation is really how you're designed to respond to life as well. So for us as projectors, since we don't have that sacral, our motivation is really an amazing guide to know internally when we're on track, when we're off track, or like what it is that we really, really want. I love that. And it's easy to remember, like your motivation 
is the thing that's pushing you or guiding you or moving you. What's, what is it? Like, that's the thing. And I can understand how that you translates a little to like sacral energy moving you along. So that totally mm-hmm. makes sense. And when you said that the other day, I was like, oh, okay. Um, yeah. And I like it when you can find these pieces that really not sub in for the the other, the part that we're talking about, like sacral energy, like I'll never have consistent sacral energy, mm-hmm. but I have this motivation that sort of well, not, not me in particular, but I have a motivate motivation moves people along. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you're innocence motivation. <laughs> and you do have that consistency of information. No, I know. Really beautiful. So yeah. Okay. Cool. Just add to yours. So it's, it's so helpful. And I feel like, especially as mental projectors, when we're kind of grasping at what is our authority, what's happening, you know, what can I hold on to in my body? This is something that can be so beneficial when you're soundboarding and you're making decisions. Are you in the correct motivation or are you in transference mm-hmm. inside of making this decision? That's huge. It's, I can ground you almost like mm-hmm. it's one of the pieces. Whenever I think about getting into my body and human design, I'm like, what can ground me? Because mm-hmm. that's what I literally feel like when we're talking about body is like, I'm up here floating with my stuff. I need to get there's so many analogies for it. floating there's scuba diving we have so many but yeah. that's what it feel it it really does feel disassociative almost like it does. like we're trying to connect and this can really sort of connect the two pieces and I almost anytime I see someone's chart and they have a connection from the body to these pieces I'm like mm, I'm jealous of you <laughs> Like, what is that like? Yeah, even though like they could totally have an unhealthy, not self-connection that could be even like more uh, conditioning or, or difficult than some of the stuff I've got going on. And I don't know that, but like to see the connection, I'm always just like, whatever, yeah. whatever guys, whatever. And it's interesting because Sean is all body. Like he's right. spleen, sacral, heart. So it's like, he doesn't have any of this mm-hmm. and that also I mean, I'm like okay I feel like that would be hard in my experience of watching open crown mind people like I feel like that could be more overwhelming like I kind of appreciate crown mind throat g all open all the way yeah. down I know it does sound kind of like whoa <laughs> <laughs> but I think the two four really helps tamper like any sort of anxiety or like craziness he might have because I do see that and I'm like why don't you have more anxiety (laughs) like where is it (laughs) and I think the two four really just like mellows that right out for sure I could see that um and I think the 22 because he has um the 22 in his son Mm mm-hmm which we have in our um, earth right now while we're recording this. At the moment, yes. Yeah, because it was Rebecca's birthday yesterday. Yesterday. Yay! This will be out in a few weeks after, but while we're recording this, that's what's happening, and it was awesome. (laughs) Um, But the 22, I also feel like as much as it is is moody, it is also graceful, so there's a little bit of that that I feel like helps, I don't know, smooth down any like rough edges for some people but then there's all I do see the moodiness very much (laughs) 
it's like a it's like a sensitivity almost uh -huh. of certain things and at certain times like I can tell when I should just like let leave them alone mm. um and for me I'm much more like I have to physically get out of the room and he doesn't have that energy he just kind of shuts off while he's where he's at <laughs> and I'm like oh, okay he needs a minute and then yeah. he'll start talking again. And I'm like, all right, he's cool. Here, make a joke. And I'm like, all right, everything's all good. Um, <laughs> We're good now. We can move in. But for me, it's like, oh, I have to separate. Rah! And then I run away. And he used to think that was like a real avoidant tactic. And I was like, no. Um, you're like, it just doesn't feel good. <laughs> I have to separate, gather my shit, then come back. Yeah. I don't know. It's just. With sometimes when I look at his chart, I'm like, how are you, how does, and I'm like, are you in your not self here? Cause it doesn't feel very not selfy. I don't know <laughs> like where <laughs> this is coming from. Like what's um, happening? Yeah. Yeah. So, oh, well, I knew you were going to start. Going All right. Slam the door on him. Um, <laughs> anyway, we're going to do kind of an interesting, well, I think it's interesting. I don't know if anyone else does, but it's going to be fun way that we're going to go through the motivations so that we talk about all of them and not just our own, because mm -hmm. we like to talk about ours. And I feel like we've talked about ours multiple times, but now we can kind of take a look at the other ones. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all of them. So your motivation, first of all, is the bottom right arrow, right? But top right. Yeah. Top right. I should just let you say these things before I talk. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it's the color underneath the um, conscious sun and earth. So the personality sun and earth. There's the line expression and then the color comes underneath the line. So we're looking at that one. So you can see how this relates to motivation and how it's responding to life because it's also connected to your sun and earth, like your biggest energy that you're here to express. So yeah, yeah. And we each have one. But then we also have a transference, Wahaha. which is just, to me, transference and not self are just two words for very similar things, right? Totally. totally yeah. Okay. I was like, is I there a difference really? <laughs> huh? I mean, I feel like it's basically the same thing too, because transference is just telling you you're Side moving post. the opposite direction. And like, the not self theme is like, hey, you're not in the right place. So, you know what I see? I see the roadrunner. I see the cartoon roadrunner like running through the desert and he hits like the side, like he's forking the road this way or this way. And that's what I see anytime I think of like not self or um, transference. I love it. Like every time. It's so weird sometimes how it. the way it shows itself. I'm like, ah, cartoon. Like I see the dust going in my head above, like while he's running. And yes. I hear the sounds. Like his feet. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like anytime I think about it and it makes me laugh. So sometimes when I'm talking about stuff and I get the pictures, I'm like, Ugh. like, sorry. <laughs> but I see this in this way. And I know that's not what you meant, but okay. So yeah, it's the side post that says, hey, What's happening here <laughs> and it's not bad or good it just is mm -hmm. and transference can really kind of go okay is there another are you going to continue down this this 
way to continue feeling this transference feeling? Or is there something else that you can try? I don't want to say that it's telling you like you're going the wrong way or you have to turn left or you should stop because it doesn't really mean anything every time. It's different. Well, I mean, you'll be just, you'll be motivated in your transparency for sure. It's just that it's going to be pulling you to a place that's probably not great for your nervous system and not really where you're meant to be. Yeah. So you, like I said, you could keep trucking along, but. At some point you'll be forced to stop. Do you? Yeah. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Physically forced to stop. That does make more sense. But it doesn't mean that you're doing anything wrong it's just here to be like hey take a look at what's going on it really just wants you to take a look like really become aware of what's going on right now in the your mind life i feel like it's pretty in the moment right yeah because that's again where we think about the response like if you think of the sacral responding in the moment to life then you can really let your motivation respond to life in a similar way and and catch it sooner. Like I've started to really notice when I transfer into need and it moves, like I've noticed it so much quicker now instead of like a month of doing stuff, <laughs> I'm a few minutes in, I'm like, oh no, I've been here before. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that fluctuates too. It's not, it's very much like what's going on at the time what decisions you make is going to change how you're feeling, how much you're in your transference versus not, you know, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to go through each of them, uh, one through six, and we're just going to kind of shoot off what we think about them. And then we'll discuss it further so that I can learn more. about both of them. <laughs> Cause I mean, I have my ideas of all of them. I just, I guess to me in this, the languaging sometimes makes some of them sound negative and some of them sound positive. And I'm like wanting to make sure I understand the attributes of all of them. Cause they're all good. Like this mm-hmm. is a good, your motivation is awesome. Yeah. So, um, all right, let's start at the beginning. Let's begin at the beginning with Rebecca. Bop, bop. <laughs> so the first one is fear. Rebecca's number one. Did you want to do the first word that comes to your mind thing? I mean, I don't know if I can do a word because I'm real bad at just one word, but like maybe like a phrase or fear. Um, Do it anyway. Mm. (laughs) It's very first. I know that it's the first line and it feels very first line. So I'm like, that's where I go with it too. Is like, they make so much sense. And the fact that you have them both is very harmonious. Oh, I know. Yeah. And the majority, I have eight one lines in my design and fear motivation. So I'm like, I'm never, I'm never going to feel secure about how much I know. Like the, that's why I was mentioning that, that at the beginning where it's finally like, oh wait, I should just start talking about it. Yeah. Um, For me, the first word that comes to mind is foundation. Cause yeah. like, fear, like presents a lot like that's a heavy word in our language and there's a Mm -hmm. lot that comes with it and people tend to get nervous or they'll just make a lot of assumptions about what this means and like and the main thing is fear is the same thing as intelligence it's the same thing as intuition like it's just that 
wanting to know things. It's wanting to build the foundation. It's wanting to understand what's going on. It's, Mm -hmm. that's what it is. So we don't need to present, like I did the same thing when I first saw fear motivation. I was like, well, that makes sense. I've been afraid my whole life. But that's not what's happening. Like you're it's being... like an it's like an episode of SVU where a girl's running through the forest. Like <laughs> but that to me is like fear motivation. It feels very like it's like well, a lot of anxiety. Like I mean, that's what I think. But I know that's, that's not what when, it is. That's when I'm in transference of need. That's how wow. I feel when I'm in transference of need. It's like, oh my gosh, I need to get this. I need to make this happen. Like I'm a single mom. I need to make money. I need to have a job. I need mm-hmm. to do this. That's when I'm freaking out and I'm making all these weird decisions and trying to initiate things that are just going to blow up in my face. Mm-hmm. So, so I, yeah. I see what you mean. That fear comes from more of a place of investigation rather than a place of being scared. Like it's, it's actually the opposite. It's like, actually we need to figure this out. So let's go. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's like, to me, that's like bravery. And whenever you talk about your first lines, that's what I think too. It's like, you're super brave. Like I don't have the, I don't feel like I have the capacity to want to know a lot of, or to even think that I could know as much as you know, or be interested in all the things you're interested in. I'm like, well, that seems like a lot. <laughs> so I think your fear gives you a lot of capacity for knowledge and mm. just knowing and not getting overwhelmed. I mean, you still get overwhelmed. Everybody's overwhelmed, but not getting as overwhelmed with like the the amount that there could be to know or your own capacity. Yeah. You know? Um, and I feel like this helped me to really settle into just learning. Whereas before, like you were just saying, I I feel like I would have this anxiety of like, I need to learn more. There's so much to know. There's so much I don't know. Cause fear also like, it looks at what's missing and that's how it figures out how to build a more stable foundation Mm -hmm. and information to investigate. Um, But now I'm okay with saying, I don't know some things like, well, I'm not motivated to figure that one out. So like it's fine I don't I don't have to go figure that out whereas before mm-hmm. I would have thought I have to go learn this or else I'm dumb <laughs> yeah yeah well that's good cool anything else about fear I don't think so um and when we get to the transference we'll talk about it. so when we get to your transference we can talk about that as the transference as well as the fact is that fear is a transference of okay we'll figure it out yeah yeah <laughs> like, we'll, we'll talk about it all we'll touch on it all it'll be good in, in some way um <laughs> okay so two number two is hope i look at her because she knows the order i know i know the words i'm like i don't know which order they go hope motivation feels very similar to mine it's like I don't know. When I think of hope motivation, I think of I don't know. Like like the way that they describe serendipity in human design, which is mm-hmm. a particular gate, like how you have trust in the universe. I guess trust in the universe would be my main thing when it when I think of hope because it feels very positive, but in a way that is just there like the other person is not controlling it it's just there for them <laughs> yes 
I think that's perfect because that really is what's happening with home motivation. The imagery that Ra would give is that it's like somebody just sitting by a river waiting for someone to come by because they know at some point someone's going to come by. They're waiting for something. They just don't know what they're waiting for. Mm, but they know it's coming. Yeah. Waiting for an answer to come. And so you can see how this relates to that second line too, with that natural genius just kind of hanging out doing its thing. And then it's called out. It's like, I don't know, I'm just going to do what I'm doing. And then when it's time, I'll be called out. The hope motivation is hanging out by the river. And when it's time, someone will come by and get things going. So they're just doing their oh, thing. It's just weird. doing their thing. Because I work, so Matt has hope motivation and my friend Jesse does. And anytime, anytime I try to soundboard with Jesse, I'm like, like, oh my gosh, I'm trying to figure something out. And I'll, sometimes I'll soundboard with her, um, because she's just the one that would come to my mind but then as soon as I try to talk to her I'm like all of a sudden I'm just filled with hope I told her it was like I don't even know what to say anymore because I feel like I just got into your hope motivation and I'm like it won't work out <laughs> oh maybe that's yeah. why mm, when we get to innocence I think I can feel because I'm trying to feel the difference and now I think I can tell a difference remind me yeah. that you said that what's your friend's okay. name Jesse yeah Okay, because I I have an idea, but I want to wait till we get there so it doesn't okay. get too confusing. Because <laughs> I always try to think of the difference between hope and innocence because they're very similar. Yeah, I feel like the way you describe it, especially since it's a second line, it almost has a more of a confident energy about it. Like there's yeah. a confidence component of it that maybe isn't necessary for the six, the mm-hmm. innocence. Mm-hmm. Cause that's what I think of a lot of times when I think of the two energy is like this innate confidence that everything is just going to be all right. Sure. For sure. And that feels just like hope, like, okay, eventually something's going to happen. And when it happens, that's when it was supposed to happen. Totally yeah. cool. <laughs> it's all good. So it's been funny working with Matt cause he's this two, four hope motivation dude. Right. And so he's like, you know, let's just, I think we can talk tomorrow, but let's figure it out. And I'm like, I would like to have a plan and play. <laughs> so I guess the more confident you are in your life, how it's flowing and going and grooving, the more you're in your hope motivation. Basically. Yeah. Oh. Cause it's like, there's no point in controlling anything. It's going to happen when it's meant to happen. You always break it down to me in a way where I'm like, there's actually steps here. If people wanted to, they could look into things, the things that make them feel confident. What makes you feel confident in your life? What does confidence mean to you? Yeah. And then kind of lean towards those things. And then it's like, you don't have to think about the word hope and maybe, cause to me, I, I feel like if you knew you had hope motivation, perhaps you might try to be as positive as you could always be all the time. Like, how can I be more positive? How can I be? And that could be exhausting you know, <laughs> I mean, a good question to ask is, does this feel hopeful if you're in a situation or you're working through something like, does this feel hopeful? Is there hopeful aspects to this? And that's what I feel when I'm in their space where I'm like, oh, yeah. And I feel yeah. like for fear, it's like, are you curious? Like, do you want to learn more? Would you want to investigate yeah. further? <laughs> yes. And yes. yeah. That's cool. Cause it takes like some of the word out of it. Cause hope like to me is like, Ooh, angel, 
and fear is like, I'm scared, obviously. <laughs> um, but I know that Ra's language is the ones that he chose and he did it because he is who he is. Um, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's well, why the- one word doesn't really work. Uh, yeah it can be it can be difficult and a lot of things he named specifically after the not self so yeah you said that you told yeah. me that and I remember that and the transference for this one is guilt which it really wants to fix things so you can see that dynamic happening like which I could understand if you were a hope motivated person but you were worried about something or stressed about something you're like I can't just sit by this river let me figure out how to make a raft and Fix it. And then if you yeah. do that, you're gonna move out of place and you're not gonna meet your the person who's meant to find you. Yeah. 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 That totally makes sense. All right, cool. Third, third co- color motivation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Third color <laughs> motivation. The third is desire. What do you think when you think of desire? I would I always think like, hmm. I love that thing. <laughs> Dexy. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I guess for me, it's easier to describe in pictures because as soon as you said it, I saw like an old black and white movie and the guy like grabbing the girl and she was like, <laughs> and they're like super close to each other. And yeah. that's like what I felt and saw. So maybe it'd be better if I tried to describe these in pictures. I didn't really think. Yes. That. Please share your inner vision. Hits. Okay. That's we'll what I'm seeing. And I've never, don't, I've never watched a movie like that ever. I've seen clips of it, but I don't think I've ever watched one all the way through. Um, but like, that's what I see. Um, and yeah, I mean, that's what the word sounds like. And it's kind of is what it is. Right. Kind of. Yeah. This one's really interesting with that name because it's, it's about being a leader really and if we think about the three energy this one is very mutative this one is about Mm -hmm. pushing boundaries and figuring out what's going on and so this desire it's like well this is what I desire to do this is where I desire to go and so you're bringing that energy out being able to mutate the environment forward Mm -hmm. and the three is also very much about money so this can be a desire for money like where where's the money I'm gonna go there yeah. Yeah. I feel that the transference of that a whole yeah. lot. Um, this is also Sean's motivation and yeah. I've been experimenting with him lately by letting him pick stuff. He always defers to me really whenever we do anything. And I think it's just cause he's trying to be a kind husband and he's mm-hmm. like, well, what do you want to do? And like traditionally in the gender role world, the man will check with the woman because she's in charge of what their life or whatever. Like she picks what we're doing and like, she's got to make her happy. So happy wife, happy life. What does she want? <laughs> like so lame. And that's why whenever he asks me, what do I want? Sometimes I'm just like, I just pick something. Yeah. Like I'm good. You don't need to try to like, but I see he's trying to be kind. So it's like, it's not, I get it. But a lot of times I've been letting him just pick especially on our days off, like what we're going to do. I'll just be like, well, you can just pick. And then yeah. he does. <laughs> and that sounds like so much fun for y'all because he gets to lead through his desire and then you get to be in innocence mm-hmm. and just kind of be around. And and I used to think I had to give him two options, but now I'm really rethinking that. And I really just think I need to give him the reins earlier than that. Like mm-hmm. earlier than two options. Yeah. 
because that's what like we're drilled in our head when it comes to sacral authority is they do two choices two choices two choices two choices what else is going on in their design (laughs) exactly yeah that's what I love that's what I appreciated talking to Teresa I think she brought this up how there's like nuance in the in the sacral which is really fun and so looking at the desire here for generators as well like you're saying this makes so much sense like what is his desire responding to let's mm-hmm. just and then when you think about how sacral is really about desire and satisfaction is just amplified mm-hmm. it's like, well, what do you want like that's yeah. what needs to happen here so that's why I look at him sometimes almost like a case study I'm like I feel like you're really in your not self because you really don't seem to care like want anything in particular and his sister is very similar when I told her that she was a manifesting generator one of the first things she says said to me was I don't like that many things like what am I because I've told her there'll be she'll have a lot of like stuff going on she's like I don't have that many like I don't care but like she didn't have that many hobbies she didn't have that much but she's like I don't still have a lot of stuff and I was like well you don't have to have a lot of stuff but I also feel like I don't know I feel like they really both of them kind of like tamp down their mm. sacral like juiciness yeah um she's also emotional uh, no she's sacral I lied she's sacral mm. um but yeah, the desire feels very similar. It's like, what do you want? Yeah. What do you want? <laughs> yeah. And stepping into that leadership role, because that is part of it. Um, so then if they're in transparency and innocence, then they're not lean. Like they don't want to lead. They're trying to avoid that. So. Yeah. And I wonder, like, I'm always wondering, like, are you avoiding leading or am I, do you, am I energetically not allowing that? for mm-hmm. you like do you feel yeah. like you're not allowed you know so I, I keep trying to be like give it <laughs> give him the ball way before I've been giving it to him yeah like you have it I don't need to figure it out because I always figure out like what we're gonna eat what we're gonna do like this is the stuff and I'm kind of been like all right well you can figure it out and while that gives me loads of anxiety uh, I feel it's probably better for him to start earlier to think about what he wants. And like, yeah. for me to give him two things, I already took control of the situation. <laughs> I narrowed it down to two, but now you don't have a lot of, like, I know sacrals don't do well with a lot of choice, but I feel like other parts of the design are going to color what that means. A yes. lot of choice. Interesting. You know? How is it working so far? It's been fun. He finds new places for us to walk the dogs. Um, there's new restaurants that we're looking to go to. It's just, it's it's been cool. But it's also like, it it's, it, it's helpful because every time it goes well, it's proof for my anxiety that you can relax. Even though I don't relax all the way still. <laughs> It's like, okay, just chill out. Um, And we've had a lot more time together. So it's been helpful because then it's like, well, we have a lot of time. So if if this doesn't go great, who cares? But I mean, when we're together, everything is usually pretty fun. That's awesome. I Um, love doing that, finding ways to support it that way. I'm I'm, I'm trying. That's what I've said. I've realized that 
maybe energetically because I even if I try not to say something or do something that feels like I'm controlling the situation what if energetically he's just feeling it (laughs) and so his automatic response is make sure she's okay with the choice and then we'll go that way Mm -hmm. instead of being like hey this is what I'm choosing because I mean he's never going to pick something and I'm like well this sounds like a terrible way to spend time like (laughs) we both get we both have the same ideas there so yeah yeah he's not gonna like say we're gonna go to an escape room or something that sounds he knows better than that The smell of an escape room alone just makes me want to go. Uh, yeah. They don't open windows, right? They're all closed. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I don't think there's any kind of air in there. <laughs> it makes me feel claustrophobic. And like, you would think caves, I would be like, oh, this is wonderful. But it does not sound. It's not your cave. Yeah, yeah, exa- exactly. If it was Janelle's escape room, maybe it would be great. But <laughs> it would it be would, everybody else's escape. It would have proper <laughs> ventilation and no one could come in. So not a very good business model. Um, okay, so yeah, desire motivation. I like that you added that. Like what do you want? But also what would make you comfortable in a position of leadership? What needs to happen for you to feel comfortable leading in these situations? Because yeah. I didn't really think about that with desire as being a component. But now that you say that, it gives people something to look at. Like you're you're meant to lead in this energy. So how would you feel comfortable taking the lead? What needs to happen? Yeah. Because yeah. a lot of times people are uncomfortable. They don't want to be first. They don't want to be in charge. Too much work. Well, that's I don't want to do it. Um, so... <laughs> I get it, but I can also see how you can look at it and go, well, if I should, if, if, if I should try being in the lead, what would make me feel comfortable with that? More yeah. support. I would need all the support. I would need to be like a queen. <laughs> well, yeah, that's because we're mental projectors where I'm like, I need I- somebody to do everything for me. And then yes. I feel like I would have the capacity to be okay being in charge. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I know so I'm like where and I feel like for a lot of people that might help is not being the queen but like maybe the reason you feel uncomfortable is you needed more support than you think and you think because you're supposed to be in charge that no one's there supposed to support you in that role it's like well maybe you yeah. need more support I mean I don't know I feel like that goes into a lot of details of the design that I don't know but the basics is if you have desire motivation step into your leadership role be in charge cool yeah all right numero numero quattro um is need need this is your transference Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. what do you see like kids holding out their hands for candy willy wonka why do i see movies i don't know but i'm seeing like gimme 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 like whining and screaming and that just sounds feels very like oh barf <laughs> sorry not <laughs> saying that need motivation is bad because not bad but that's immediately what i <laughs> okay <laughs> what do you see so need is um to me i mean the four always makes me think of externalizing 
Um, but they also talk about how need is very much about facts and truth and like doing what is necessary. Okay. So it seems kind of simple. It's also um hold on. Yeah. So if we think about fear, fear is looking outward. It's like there's a foundation, there's holes. Let me figure out how to fill these holes, right? That's mm -hmm. what it wants to do. Need is more looking inward. Like, what do I need to be in this situation? Yeah. Um, like it doesn't really care about what's happening out there. That does feel very poor. Yeah. It's and like in it relationships are important, but it's not sometimes they can be they can be very impersonal, like in their what they're doing, like how they're moving along and collecting information. Yeah. Well, in the four, it's like they're here for specific people, right? So it's like if they're not vibing with someone, then that's not part of their their network. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like that kind of with need too. Like if you're not vibing with this information, then you don't care. Like it's it's not something yeah. externalized. I don't need it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What do you need? Yeah. Um, so it's very, very much like that. Like very, it's much more. I don't know if ground is right word. It feels more embodied, I guess. So if they were to transfer into fear, then then they would start freaking out. Like, oh, well, I'm afraid. Um, what do I like? This situation is freaking me out. Let me see if I can figure out what's going on. The brakes came off. They're moving too fast. Yeah, they start trying to figure out like what what's happening. They're trying to look outside of themselves. And that fear vibe can take over. So instead, it's like, no, look inward. What do you actually need? And for you, when you are looking for too much from yourself, is that when it feels like transference? Like yeah, I guess that's a good way to put it. You're expecting too much from you? That's it. I didn't even make that connection. So, but the way you said that, it makes so much sense. Cause yeah, that's when I start getting needy. I'm like, oh, I need to do X, Y, and Z. I need to, I need to figure out how I can make this happen. And so, yeah, it gets, puts all this pressure on me instead, instead of, of like, looking for the places where maybe the foundation isn't strong enough. And what can you do to work on that instead? Yeah. yeah. Look at, uh, I love this little moment that just happened. Yay, that was fun. <laughs> cool. I sound like I know what I'm talking about. Great. So <laughs> I, but I love the way that you explained it because I, need was one of those ones where it just sounded like, oh, you need, you need stuff. It feels almost like desire, almost like wanting, like they all feel very similar. And then now that you've explained it more, I was like, well, it's more of like, what is like, you're looking, you're, you need to look inside yourself. <laughs> like, what do you need versus, I guess desire is also kind of, is that internal as well? Or is that like. Desire. Um kind of um because it is like it's what both. do you desire but it's like it's also kind of related to outer vision because it's like oh I want that mm, I'm gonna okay. figure out how to go over there and that's where the leadership kind of goes oh, okay I get what you mean so yeah need is more like I don't need to be in charge what do I want you know to move my myself forward what do I need I guess um, I yeah what is needed in this situation and that's very different from the investigator figuring out holes it's like you don't I probably don't need to fill the holes in that foundation 
but it would make a better foundation, right? But the need person, instead of looking at foundation, they're like, well, what we need is mm -hmm. this kind of foundation. And then we need to put the, the pole, poles here, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. This is what we need to do. Yeah. It almost feels like survival view. I know it's not the same. It does number. does feel very similar. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Before I use too many words and confuse you, we'll go to five. Five. Uh, so five is guilt. Okay. What do you see with this one? This make me cry. I just see my childhood. <laughs> I was very guilt guilt ridden but like I said I did a lot of it to myself I made sure I never got did anything to get in trouble my parents were never worried that I would ever get in trouble and do anything I shouldn't do because I knew that the guilt I put on myself I didn't was more than they could do like even when I did something I shouldn't have done mm -hmm. it was I would always react so over the top like blow it out of proportion like feel bad about what I did that they would never punish me because they were like you just did it to yourself right so that's what I feel <laughs> that's what I think about guilt motivation is I don't know like you really keep yourself in line and check yeah I could see that and then that makes me think of mom guilt where it's like no matter what I do I feel guilty that I'm ruining my kids somehow mm -hmm. Guilt is such a heavy word. This is like fear, like we're talking about. It's a yeah, very right. world. And basically anybody who finds out their guilt motivation, they kind of have the same reaction. They're like, what in the world? That sounds horrible. Yeah. It sounds like it goes against everything you learned growing up is guilt is a tool that people use to manipulate you. And mm -hmm. I don't want that tool to be a part of my design. Like it just feels weird. So I can see that. Yeah, yeah for sure. But if we think about this, this is again a five. So this is about universalizing a message and the guilt is really about fixing things. And we can kind of see that in the five too, like the philosopher thing, like looking at what's happening and fixing this one way of making it make sense. So it's that's the basics of it. It's about fixing things. And this one, like this actually really helped me studying this because I'm fear. And then my, both my parents and my brother and my ex-husband and my oldest son, like all of them are guilt motivation. Oh yeah. We talked about how this affects you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, no wonder I could never soundboard like, and why I felt like they were trying to fix me because they were trying to fix me. <laughs> mm -hmm. so, so I guess it's, how can I fix is this internal or external or a little bit of both or? Yeah, this one's really rooted in feeling. So it's like kind of feeling what's off and using your ability to fix the situation. Like you can feel something's off so you can feel how to fix it. Okay. So like when you feel this urge to fix something and it's really rooted, like you said, in feeling energy, mm -hmm. then... I guess that's the way that you go <laughs> or that's the way one, that you lean. yeah the five is also very much about conditioning like being a conditioner um if you think about again the universalizing a message that mm -hmm. heretic thing like you're conditioning people 
to be a certain way. And Ra would say this with his 5-1 profile. He's like, I'm conditioning you. I'm basically deconditioning you to recondition you like through my languaging. I'm like, this is so true. So <laughs> yeah, whenever I talk to people with the flying profiles, I'm like, I don't really know what to tell you. Yeah. <laughs> like this sorry. It's a hard that. one. <laughs> Especially um, if they're a projector too. Yeah. Sorry. Um, <laughs> but when this one's in transfer this one transfers to hope so if the guilt motivated person is in transference then they're just like hands off like I guess it'll work out like that's just, where it was hard for me when I was like the transference sounds unknown like I don't want like the, the transference sounds good like the transference like hope sounds great but I understand what you mean yeah it's more of a are 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 you in a position of like are you in it or are you not in it like are you like you said are you hands off and just kind of letting things happen or are you using your guilt motivation to decide where you pull, feel pulled to fix stuff I guess yeah and if we go back to the analogy of the river that we were talking about in hope mm-hmm. so your guilt motivation in this scenario so you do want to create a raft you're like I'm stuck by this river so let me figure out how to make a raft and then inevitably you'd float down and probably find somebody else who's in trouble you'd be able to fix that situation like that's mm-hmm. appropriate for a guilt motivated person so it would just be like if you're in that scenario one person's gonna feel really strongly like I think we should just sit here and wait and the other person's gonna be like you're insane we're gonna make a boat and leave and both are correct it almost feels like guilt is action and hope is no, not as much action. Basically. Yeah. That's interesting. <laughs> yeah. Cause I That's- feel the same way about desire and innocence. Like desire feels like action and innocence is, is the, not the absence of it. <laughs> so, um, okay, good. I feel a little bit better about guilt motiva- motivation now and understanding what it means. Cause I was always like, this one's, that of all of all of them, that was the hardest one for me to figure out how that can I can talk about that in a positive, constructive light. Not necessarily positive, but more of like a what can you do with this information? Right. Because <laughs> that's right. what I feel about a lot. Sometimes things in human design are presented. It's like, okay, well, what am I supposed to do with that? Even though I know as a projector, we're not supposed to do things. When I say do, I mean, what am I supposed to, pro- how am I supposed to process that? Right. Like, where, does, like, this where <laughs> does this go? Yeah. I guess that makes more sense. Like, where does this fit mm-hmm. in here? Mm-hmm. And so now that you've said it that way, it makes more sense that it's like an action oriented motivation. Yeah. And I think about myself growing up with around all these guild motivation where I felt like pushing you to take action. Yeah, like wanting to take action, wanting to do something. And like now, there's no I I need to find the own holes in my foundation. Get out of here. Right. Like I'm just I <laughs> like I'm I'm driven by curiosity and I'm fear motivation. So I just want to like ask a bunch of questions and stare at a bunch of things and figure out how to build a better foundation. Like and there's it probably really pushed you things to probably push you to fix things that didn't need fixing. Yeah. Made you think that there was things that need to be fixed that didn't need fixing. Yeah. Oh, I didn't really think of that. It's so wild. So that's just something to consider when you're around other people. Like we talked about, like if, like you have to consider the fact that your husband is desire motivation. So it's going to be a different thing. And, and am I transfer? It's his desire. So it's like, 
Well, yeah, that's a real interesting dynamic there. Well, when you talked about money, that was really where I was like, oh yeah, because I'm, he could give two shits about money. He doesn't want to talk about it. He doesn't want to think about it. He doesn't freak out about spending it like I do. He just is like, whatever, money is money. It comes, it goes, we'll get it. We won't get it, whatever. And I am the opposite of that. And I think a lot of that is my conditioning from growing up mm-hmm. has really pulls me into the desire transference hard. Yes. You know, like yes. just pulls me over there and I know that I'm there but also in my mind it's like well one of us has to think about money and it's gonna be me so (laughs) that's where I sometimes feel like yeah you know you're in your transference but you might need to stay there for a minute like you can't just jump out of the fire and you're out of it (laughs) like you've got it took a while to get there probably Right. We think about nervous system stuff. And if your nervous system is attuned to like being in transference and that's, it's kind of like being addicted to sugar or something, right? Like if you Mm -hmm. have been living off of a bag of Twizzlers a day for, and then you try to quit, your nervous system is going to freak out. And, and it can feel kind of good to be in transference, honestly. Like it feels, when I think back, I feel like that's when I would kind of feel like I was making more progress like oh I feel need safe this mm-hmm. to take care of my kids so I'm gonna go do this but mm-hmm. then I feel like none of like now I can see none of that really worked out yeah so, so two things <laughs> it's cool to be in your transference for however long you're there as and when you become aware then I then look towards your motivation I suppose but you're not just gonna jump out I guess that's what I'm more what I mean to say is it's like you're not just going to become aware that you're in your transference and be like oh shit and walk right out of it like that's just not I how mean it, I probably not how it's gonna go yeah but I've been actively observing it for a while I can most of the time but my motivation is also a little bit of a slower <laughs> yeah let's talk about yours because this is the perfect segue okay <laughs> so segue into six nice. I know this one in a sense what do you see this one the hills are alive with the sound of music. That's what I see. It's her twirling around in the field. Yes. That's what, that's what it is. That is a good description. Because I usually say, like, I I usually see, like, a little girl in a field of flowers. Like, that's yeah. really similar imagery. That's perfect. That's what it is, guys. So don't try to do anything <laughs> with it. Because you're not supposed yeah. to. This one is about being, but okay, here's what's really fascinating and fun about the sixth line and this innocence. It really is about being and it's about transition. It's about trust. And this has a little bit of leadership in it as well, because the sixth is here to get us to that next level. Like if you look at the one, we've been building up this whole thing. And so the six can really look back at everything else at all the wisdom that's been accumulated in one through five and kind of integrate that wisdom and then move it forward so that the next time we do something, we're able to do it more efficiently and better because this six has brought all the wisdom with it. Mm -hmm. So that's why you're not really doing anything in this. You're being in the situation. You're integrating all the information. You're you're becoming this wise role model so that you can help us all transition to this next phase. Yeah, I know. 
<laughs> Don't get me wrong. I love innocence motivation. I can feel when I'm in my motivation. And it's similar to you. When I am in desire, I a lot of times I can be like, whoop. It depends on what's what's got me there. Sometimes it takes me a little bit longer. And I think a lot of that has to do with innocence motivation. It feels slower moving. It feels like it's at its own pace. And when things happen is when it happens. It feels very much like when you're talking about the hope motivation, sitting on the river, knowing that something's going to come. Innocence motivation to me is sitting on the river and has no care that anything is coming or not coming. There's no thought of it. It's staring at a leaf of grass or, hey, there goes a cloud. It's very in the moment and it's not waiting for anything. It just is. Yeah. Which that's how I, when I was thinking about it, like how it separates, that's kind of to me how I can separate hope from innocence is hope has this confidence that there's something coming along, but innocence doesn't need that. It's not a part of its vernacular. It's not like it doesn't have the confidence. It's not, it's not a, it, it's not important. That piece is not important. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that's true. Cause that too, you're right. I feel like there's just this innate confidence that comes with it. Like this is what's going to happen and it'll be fine. And the six isn't even thinking. Concerned. That. It's like, we're just here. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm not concerned about what's coming or not coming. It doesn't affect me, which feels, oh. But okay. it feels like a lot to live up to, man. <laughs> Tell me how this feels because what's hitting me as you say that, um, because I really do feel the six line, like it's learning so much and and it has that transition vibe to it to be kind of this leader teacher in a way. And so it's not like it's not concerned about the timing. of it. It's like it's all time at once. I just lost my thought in the middle of my thought. Um does that make any sense? It's like kind of like time isn't, it's just not like time isn't a thing. It's not important. And it's very, to me, it's the most, some of the most in the now energy that I feel like I have, even though it doesn't feel urgent, it doesn't feel like to me, splenic energy feels more urgent. And this is just like, this is where we're at. It really helps me feel gratitude in my life it helps me feel grounded in my life and it helps me stay present in the moment Mm. because I have a lot of other stuff that pulls me in other directions not just in my design but in my conditioning and in the world that pulls me around but the innocence thing is something that really feels grounded in its lightness in its floatability like it feels very light and floaty and blah 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 but for some reason I can really like get with that and feel like I'm stable I'm safe in this weird innocence bubble Mm -hmm. even though it doesn't sound structured or anything it's just there and yeah I can see how like because it's the six we're transitioning so it's almost like time isn't important or it doesn't really matter because that's not what we're doing right now. We're Mm -hmm. not thinking about time. We're thinking about the transition. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. It feels this one, like I said, I love my innocence motivation, but it's also like 
well, what do you do with it? And for me, it's when do I feel like really super light, but that feels safe. Like, I don't feel like I'm floating away. I don't feel like I have no control because that would give me anxiety. But when I feel safe in the lightness and it still, it feels good and it feels right. And usually it's a very in the moment thing. Like I'll feel it and I'll be like, stay in this moment and remember. And I'll like try to make myself look and like, look at everything. Like, where are you? What's happening? Because I want to hang on to it. Because it feels yeah. like it goes away quickly. Oh, wow. And yeah. I'm like, come back. And so it really helps me to move in that direction because it's like you feel it and you're like, it feels like a bubble bath or like your body is champagne bubbles. Like it's just a really cool feeling. And I'm like, wait, don't go away. And so <laughs> come back. I want to experience this more. That's why this part of my design, I really feel like I lean into as hard as I can because. I lie, I do really enjoy it. And I do feel when desire comes, it's almost like a little dark hand that reaches out and is like, mm. you want things, you need things. Yeah. Where's all your stuff? Where's your money? How are you doing this? What do you want? And in a sense, it's like, I don't want anything. Like angel devil shoulder almost like, mm. and in a sense, it's like, cool over here. And I know that makes them sound negative, positive, which is not what I'm trying to do. It's just, that's how I can see how that would be how it feels for me because it's my transference. Like, right, right. Sorry, but that's how it feels to me. Like, well, and that's, what's interesting. Cause for you, it is the angel devil, but then like for Sean, it's the opposite. <laughs> right. And that's why it's so crazy. It's like the complacency of innocence Mm-hmm. is not necessarily as good for his energy and for me it does it's not complacency it's it's correctness exalted lit up like feeling it's very yeah. that was one of the things I wanted to make sure we touched on is like just like you said before one person's motivation is another person's transference and so these things mean basically the, not necessarily the opposite but very different <laughs> yeah it's so fascinating and it's like when we think about the shadow and gift and there's such a fine line between the two I might have said this in the last one too where Mm -hmm. it's just it's so interesting this yeah yeah for me I can feel the separation more in the transference of motivation like I feel the difference more than sometimes the other transferences that we've talked about like it does it doesn't feel opposite but it feels different I feel like desire and innocence are very different, but like fear and need, very similar. Now that you've explained them to me, they don't feel very similar. They did before, but now I'm like, I I know you explained it to me in a very good way that it's like, I can tell. Yeah. Which is probably helpful for people who have that as their, is who are you? For sure. (laughs) People who are Rebecca. Uh, <laughs> the hope and guilt that's very different too so yeah the motivation is fairly opposite yeah I think it is the fear the fear and need are very different but like it's probably like what you said at first it, they felt very similar I feel like I think what I mean for me is like the difference between switching between the two just feels so thin in my body where it's like yeah all of a sudden I'm just over here in need it feels pretty thin in my body too 
Like, Isn't it? and I think that's but I notice I it real quickly. But so do you. Good. Yeah. It's so just you're so sensitive to the click. click. Yeah. But you don't know how it happened. You're like, wait, how did I get here so fast? Right. And maybe that it's is is kind of is what everybody is. Maybe that's when you really know you're when you're slipping into your transference is you didn't know how you got there. How did you you don't know how you got there? You skip the part of the yeah. transition from one to the other. You just are there and you're Start like observing. Yeah. And then you see it. Ooh, so don't try so hard to notice the diff like when you switch. Cause you're gonna probably miss the part when it happens and then you're in it. And then you're like, oh, so don't try to stop it from switching. That's, I mean, that's good advice for a, a lot of people when it comes to your emotions and can, trying to control the things that are not controllable in your body and in your mechanics. And I think probably switching from transference to your motivation is not, you can't stop it. No, no. <laughs> it's one of those things. It's like with basically everything in our design, we're surrendered to it. We can't really control it. We can just observe what happens and we can start to surrender to it more and like you're saying like I we could probably just start noticing like oh I'm in transparency what was I just thinking about and it's probably money for both of us probably for- <laughs> yeah that like, does it to me a lot oh I need money for my kids and so let me figure out what I need to do to get this need taken care of right mm-hmm. And that's what I go down. I think for the most part, I'm going to start observing more and seeing what comes up there. Yeah. Well, this was fun. I feel like I learned so much about the motivations and I hope you all learned. Yeah. I learned some stuff about myself. I just had another thought about that too. So this is really cool. This has helped. I love, this is why I love talking about this stuff because I'll get these realizations in real time. Mm Mm-hmm. And the variable really helps you, like she said, to get little clarity bursts of like, oh, well, this makes sense that I, that I would do this this way or, oh, I can see when I'm over here and this, and it's just something that like knowing your type or your profile or your, and all that stuff doesn't really, it doesn't get you there. It gets you close, but this is just another piece of the differentiation. Yes. Yes. Yay. Anything else you want to add? I think we did really good. I think so too. We covered a lot of ground. So I'm curious to hear how people relate to this and if it's helpful. Yeah. We're so on track. I mean, come on, like, who are we? (laughs) Um, So yeah. Thanks for listening. If you have any questions about motivation or anything else, let us know. Um, Thanks for the comments we've been getting and the traction we've been getting on the page because our YouTube page has been doing pretty good. So I'm proud of us. Yeah, thanks, y'all. Thanks for hanging out with us. Bye. Thanks for listening. Please be sure to rate and review because that helps us help more people. Is there something you want to hear? Let us know. Your idea might be our next episode.